0: Well, hello. It has been a hot minute since since I've done this, that's for sure. Um, it. I'm not going to pretend that there was any real reason for not coming on here other than procrastination and the innate belief that I didn't have what it takes to do this. <laughs> I mean, add in the sprinkling of a global pandemic and having my kids at home for six months straight uh, without any breaks. And I'm sure you can kind of see it maybe wasn't the most ideal situation to continue doing a podcast. But nonetheless, I did find myself making as many excuses as I could to not do it. But I thought today's a day. And I don't have a reason for that other than just deciding and sometimes that's as simple as it is I just felt like I needed to talk about how we can pull ourselves out of the collective funk I think so many of us are sitting in during this pandemic I know I am I know that you know there's so much uncertainty first and foremost when will this end what does this mean you know and and for quite a few of us how do i do life now that so many things that i did that helped me define my life are no longer you know available to me For some of you, that's your work. For some of you, that's your social life or your active, um, physical life. Uh, it just, it's, 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 you know, obviously it's a pandemic, right? So I don't need to be teaching you anything. You're all living it, but it's kind of wreaked havoc on how we all define ourselves in the world because the world has changed dramatically and overnight, So it's hard to navigate because nobody has answers. I mean, I laughingly tell you that back in April, when, you know, at 24 days in or whatever, it felt like we'd been doing this forever and I wanted to just scream 24 hours a day. Oh, how young we were. It's now October. But I do remember Googling, when will coronavirus be over. And I expected an answer. I expected Google to find me an expert who would put a a date on this universal struggle. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. But that's how out of control we all feel that we are just trying to manifest an answer anywhere we can. It's the reason why you see so many things popping up on your news feeds um, about vitamins and diets and lifestyle. I mean, that's always there. But now it's like, well, I I saw someone even write the other day. I can't even handle it. How can we discuss a pandemic and not discuss diet and lifestyle? Like, come on. First of all, how privileged is that to to believe that because you know, you can afford smoothies and organic food that you're somehow doing your body a service in the midst of a pandemic when there are people literally starving, okay? People cannot afford to feed themselves, their families, because they've lost their jobs. And you're going to You're going to preach about how important diet and lifestyle is in a pandemic. I just, it's so tone deaf. So, you know, that's why you're seeing it though. People need to feel like they have some semblance of control over the outcome of this crazy time. I'm not even going to get into, you know, the political climate that's unfolding, which is just insufferable. But, you know, it's a crazy time and we're all trying our best to put one foot in front of the other and really not knowing what our destination (laughs) looks like. So here I am. Uh, Over this time, every now and then, I would, you know, on Instagram, find a piece or a post that resonated with me for whatever reason, whether it was humorous or um, uh, meaningful in other ways, I would save it and I would pin it under my Inspiration board called Dig In for this podcast. I didn't abandon it completely, although there were times where it felt like it was a lighthouse in the very, very distant um, future. And notice to my one friend who makes fun of me for even mentioning the word Pinterest that I didn't say Pinterest. I said my Instagram. I saved it on Instagram, okay? Because I'm not even going to edit this. I'm using my phone to record it. I'm sitting in my closet, which is what I like to do when I podcast. And my my husband called me in the middle of recording. And I'm not even going to edit it. I'm sorry. It's just one of the things that I took away over the last couple of weeks. And I can't even remember who I saw that said this. <sighs> I want to say it's Glennon Doyle only because I love everything she says, but it might not have been. So don't quote me. <laughs> when you're telling other people about my podcast. But uh, I believe she said that everything you do at first is going to suck. And you just have to own that and know that and do it anyway, because you'll improve, but you can't be perfect right away. So hence this podcast with no editing recorded in my closet. So what I'm trying to get at is that we're all suffering in different ways. Um, we've had to let go of what we thought was normal. Uh, and we're trying to navigate a new, a new life that really just doesn't have um, a map or what do you call those? A legend? Like how to, how to figure out how to get from point a to point b because everything's just a big question mark and guess what google doesn't know when coronavirus is ending just in case you were wondering um so i i've bottomed out a little bit i have to say um i i was i, I wouldn't even say i was okay uh most of you who are listening to this probably listened to the first few episodes at least of my podcast that i recorded a year ago and i was on a very uh upward um, emotional upheaval reckoning in my life. I was seeing a therapist. I was trying, I, you know, I started my podcast. I was trying to do all the things to realign myself with my heart and my soul and everything was going really well. Um, And then I got a little bit overwhelmed around the holidays and uh, put the podcast aside for the new year, which probably wasn't the brightest thing to do because I kind of lost the... Uh, momentum, uh, and then of course procrastinated, and then of course we hit the podcast. Uh, pfft, that's not right. The pand the other p word the pandemic, um, and that's when things started to sort of fall apart for me. In a little, I don't even know what I was going to say. A little way, um, it just felt like all of the progress that I had made, um just, just, just kind of fell flat around me. It was, it was there, but it was a little bit out of reach. I felt a little bit like I was treading water as opposed to swimming. And, um, as time wore on, I knew that I just couldn't bring myself to record episodes that were meant to serve myself, but also others, because I just didn't have enough in me. I was parenting, You know, two kids who, like anyone else's kids, were ripped out of school, ripped away from their activities, their friendships, their, you know, even their their family relationships. We didn't see anybody outside of our home for three months almost. We had a couple of backyard visits with my parents and Paul's parents and, um, it just, it was very isolating. And so it felt kind of like a lie for me to sit down and try to record. I suppose I could have recorded about that, but it just, I didn't have enough energy at the end of the day. Uh, I kept up with my therapy. It felt really good. I went through that until probably midsummer, where I felt like I was in a good place. Uh, and one of the most important things that I want to share is that in May, I started medication again for anxiety and depression, which has been... A lifelong journey for me. And I knew it was time. My husband is so supportive and he knew it was time and he gently nudged me in that direction. And I haven't looked back and it's kind of pushed me, like it's given me the little bit of a filter that I needed to get through this really strange time. So here I am. Um, and here I am. <laughs> so here I am and here I am. Um so that's how that's all that I think you need to know catching up wise in terms of my life. And I started going through some of the things that I had saved on my Instagram today and thought, you know what? Let's let's get down to business. Let's start talking about how to be happy or at least Remove this heaviness from our hearts and souls in the midst of all of this uncertainty and this dark period of time where everything seems to be bizarre and pretty, I don't want to say hopeless because I don't think it's hopeless, but it's certainly, the light is dimming for me. Not anymore, but that's how this pandemic has felt. So one of the, one of my favorite people that I follow on Instagram, she's not famous. Uh, I found her kind of inadvertently through um, another person that I ended up following. It's a very strange, um, it's a, she's a life coach. Uh, Her name is Kim Showers, K-Y-M. And actually, I just went on her page today and thought, I haven't heard from her in a while. And she, her last post was in August. So I hope everything's okay. Um, But when she was actively posting, all of her posts that I would see would resonate with me. And so I have a few of hers saved. And then I was doing a bit more reading from her this morning. And this post, her most, her last post in August was on her blog. And it's about happiness. And one of the most important things that I took away from that post was this quote, happiness is figuring out a way to be happy now, in the middle of it. That's the practice. That's the work. That's the secret of life. When we stop resisting and pushing and blaming and criticizing what is actually happening, we can settle in and be our best selves in the midst of a difficult season. So when we can try to accept what is, then we can start to be happy because most of what stands in our way of happiness is the inability to accept what is. Sorry, those are my words. (laughs) The last part. So she says, when we focus on what we can do instead of what we can't, life is hard. But as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. So that was really interesting for me. I do know people who in the midst of this pandemic are happy. And I know people who in the midst of this pandemic who are definitely unhappy. Um, And that is not belittling mental health okay so I don't enjoy people who say that happiness is a choice I understand that it isn't a choice for many of us but I will say circumstantially that if you're not mentally ill with depression you can make a habit of accepting your circumstances And deciding that you can be happy anyway, even if it's not ideal. So for instance, this pandemic, for me especially, I am very privileged, and I don't discount that privilege in any way. I don't work. My husband works. Uh, You know, we have no issue with putting food on our table or paying our bills. We were able to enjoy a very carefree summer in the grand scheme of things. Would I have liked to have been more social? Absolutely. You know, that's to me what life is all about. Uh, Obviously, that wasn't really a possibility for us this summer. So we did the best we could. So I was able to find joy in what circumstances I found myself and so I don't want anyone out there to think well of course you're happy it's easy for you to be happy you don't have real stress and that's another thing I want to talk about very briefly not that I do anything briefly Um, but we have to stop playing this game where um, stress or discomfort or unhappiness is relative to your neighbors. Everybody's stress and discomfort and level of happiness is only relevant within the context of their own story. So yes, obviously people have it far worse than I do. And obviously other people have it, you know, even better than I do. But they're still allowed to be, you know, uncomfortable, unhappy, lonely, isolated, even if they have 10 houses and no monetary worries, monetary financial worries, right? If you're financially secure that does tick off one of the major stress boxes in a human being's life, but it doesn't mean they're not human. It doesn't mean that they don't have stress or discomfort or any form of um, hardship. So I want to kind of try to stop that narrative where we compare and contrast levels of stress and unhappiness. So, I was able to find some joy, but I know that I struggled a lot with isolation and loneliness over the past seven months. So I read that this morning and I thought, you're right, that is the work. That is the secret of life, finding a way to be happy right now. And what I'll equate it with is the constant drive for most women to want to change our bodies, So many of us grow up believing that if we could just lose X number of pounds, then we'll be happy. You know, that is understanding that that is not true is legitimately the key of life. Understanding that happiness can only come from settling in, and being happy now, not from an external factor. So this pandemic, if it helps you, you can look at it like, you know, someone who struggles with their own self-worth and thinks that if and when I lose weight, I will find more self-worth. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Your is yourself. It has nothing to do with your external appearance, And that's this pandemic for all of us. We all believe that, A, it will end because, you know, we have to believe that. But also we believe we'll be happier when it ends. And what science, well, psychology, the science of the brain, tells us is that happiness is derived internally. And it's not necessarily just external factors. So this pandemic, while it presents us with massive challenges, one of our biggest challenges is to find happiness within it. Some of the other things I read that really resonated with me, and that kind of correlate to what this is talking about, I started following this page very recently within the last week called Moon Omens all one word. And I am not that kind of a person. But someone posted one of their posts in their story on Instagram, and I clicked on it. And actually, it's very simple and straightforward. It was about the full moon being in Aries, whatever that means. And I am in Aries. So I don't, still don't know what that means, the full moon being in Aries. Maybe one of you will reach out to me and explain that. I'm too lazy to look it up. However, I do believe in the 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 energy of a full moon and if you were a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or a police officer or someone who works with the public I am sure that 95% of you believe in the 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 what happens at a full moon? You can't deny that. So I read it and I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So today, their post was they they, they do daily affirmations that they just it's very short, there's usually like three or four uh, lines. And today's was I allow discomfort to be comfortable instead of letting it take over me. And that reminded me of Glennon Doyle, again, Feelings are for feeling. And they're temporary. So when you allow discomfort to be comfortable, And you don't allow it to take over and wish it away and just like, oh God, I can't handle this. When you allow that discomfort to settle in, you recognize that it's just a part of being human. It's temporary and that it's there for you to feel it because it means something. It means something either about your circumstances or it could just, you know, you didn't get enough sleep or you're sick of the pandemic or, you know, you wish that friend would call you back I don't know you know but the discomfort you don't need to be afraid of it it's just a feeling and feelings are for feeling and uh one of the (laughs) I feel like I'm talking in fast forward so maybe I'll slow it down should I do that should I be one of those people that reads to you to try and make you fall asleep should I do that reach out if you think I should do that in this voice I'm annoying myself. So one of the last few things I want to share with you, uh, one of my passions, my great passions in life is um, gymnastics and cheer, but gymnastics especially because it was what I did when I was very young. And Shannon Miller is an American gymnast who was up until Simone Biles, I believe, the most decorated Olympic American gymnast of all time. And she was in the 1992 Olympics and the 1996 Olympics. And that was around the time when I was in high school, which was just like the best. She's my most favorite. Actually, now I love Chelsea Memel. Look her up. She's doing a comeback at age 32, which is incredible. But back to Shannon. She posted a video not too long ago that I saved called Mistakes Falls Failures. It what... Ha- it's what... Oh can't talk. Mistakes, falls, failures. It happens. What we do next is what matters. And in that post, she talks about um, what she, it was a specific world championship where she's a beam specialist. Um, And what that means is basically most gymnasts, are very, very, very good, like, sorry, elite gymnasts that go to, like, the Olympic level are very, very, very good at one event. They have to be good at all four. Um, like, you can't not do floor and be on the Olympic team. But you, you, most of the time, you have a beam specialist, a bar specialist, a beam specialist, and floor, obviously. And then you usually have at least one who is the all-round. Right now, obviously, that is Simone Biles. I don't know why I'm telling you this about gymnastics, not like you care. But Shannon was um, especially good on beam. And she... was back in her heyday like the the champion of beam uh, but also very very good at the other event anyway she posted this video of the world championships when she was on beam and she um felt three times. That is literally unheard of at that level in one routine. Um, the first fall was was big and hard and it looked like it hurt. Uh, the second one was just so simple and silly and um, super embarrassing. And then the last one was actually on her dismount. She uh, over-rotated and then fell on her bum on the floor after landing her dismount. And about that, she says... I've shared some videos of great routines. Those are fun, but we can't forget about the thousands of mistakes, falls, and failures along the way. It's not about the fall. It's about how we get back up. I still remember the shock and pain after hitting the beam with my side on the first series. The pain didn't last. The embarrassment did. After the second fall, it was all I could do to just get back on the beam, hoping to maintain some small amount of dignity. After the dismount, I just wanted to disappear. I'll hand it to my coaches who took a beat, gave me a little space, and then asked what I wanted to do. I was expected to warm up for floor exercise finals within minutes. I knew I couldn't end on that note. Floor would be tough. I had not been feeling well and wasn't able to keep much food down. 90 seconds can feel like forever when you don't have enough fuel in the tank. I was sitting in the warm-up gym with my coaches when a gymnast I had watched and admired growing up brought over a protein bar. It was such a sweet gesture and made me realize that people may be disappointed for me, but they weren't disappointed in me. They were supportive. That night, I got to leave the arena with two titles, most falls in one routine at a world championship and gold medalist on floor exercise. I'll take both because without failure, we likely won't realize true success. So that's one of my favorite posts she's ever made because I think we all beat ourselves up for things that we think are massive mistakes. We are our own worst critics, obviously, and we um, kind of believe that everyone is uh, disappointed in us when we mess up. Can you imagine the amount of pressure on you as you know a reigning world champion you get up on your your event that is your specialty and you not only mess up once but you mess up three times and big mess ups falling off beam is it that's all there is right like that's the like if you wobble you get points deducted off you know but if you fall like that's it so I can't imagine that level of stress and pressure And there's this intrinsic belief that we've let everyone else down. And when you take a moment and and take a breath and remove yourself from your own judgment, it's easier to see that people aren't actually disappointed in you. They're disappointed for you. And I have a great example of this. Last week, I was feeling extremely low. Uh, Chalk it up to what I think is a dastardly combination of the full moon, uh, PMS probably, and uh, a pandemic brain. And I just hit a wall and I just literally couldn't get off the floor. And I mean that with all sincerity. I was crying. I was just like, I, I was a total mess. And my friends had invited me out for lunch and I had all intentions of going, but then I hit this wall and I, and I messaged them and I said, guys, I I just can't make it. Sorry. I've got too many things to do. I had to lie a little bit because I just didn't want to open, you know, that conversation with poor me, poor me, because I feel like that's often a thing for me. Like where I feel like I'm always talking about my mental health and I never, ever want to be that burden for people. But the best part was that my friends saw right through it and immediately messaged me and they were like, nope, Nope, we are talking about this. We're going to get through it. You're okay. And that made all the difference in the world. So you very rarely have people disappointed in you. They are disappointed for you. They want to know what's wrong. How can I help? Let's go. Let's do this together. Um, and so it's, it's really important to remember that your falls or your mistakes or your failures in quotation marks aren't as important as what you do after Because that's where your true um, sense of self-worth can really, really build. Because it's like, you know, moving on and moving forward. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about is a quote that actually, I don't even know where it's from. I saved it. It's from a page I follow called Plus Model Magazine. And... I just thought it was so important right now and it connects back to the very first thing I talked about which was happiness coming from um, a way to be content with the way things are now as opposed to when things are perfect and it says simply be kind, be patient, be generous, be accepting, be all of these things To yourself. That's where it begins. It's really hard, guys, to be kind, patient, generous, and accepting of yourself. I think if you met the majority of people in my life, they would say I am all of those things in droves. But I have to say... I'm not, not to myself, right? And I think that if you're listening, that probably resonates with you. Be easy on yourself. Always, but frankly, especially now. Guys, this is, these are hard times. There isn't a better time for you to take a moment, climb back up on that beam, Take a deep breath, be kind, be patient, be generous, be accepting to yourself. Be happy with now and everything will feel a lot better. I am so here for you. If you you listen to this with all its faults, all its little weird things, please let me know. Please let me know if anything I said made you feel better, if you have questions about it. Let me know if you have a topic that you want me to talk about because there's nothing I like better than sitting in my closet and talking into my phone to an audience I cannot see. (laughs) Anyway, I've missed you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I'll be back soon, okay? Bye.